This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. Celia Hollander is an LA-based composer working mostly in the digital realm. In this episode, she explains her affinity to the music scene of her hometown and will listen to tracks from her albums Draft, made under the moniker $3.33, as well as 5.59pm from the upcoming album Timekeeper, which will be released on the Leaving Records label in the summer of 2021.
My name is Celia Hollander. I'm a digital audio composer and I live and work in Los Angeles. This album was created by recording myself improvising on acoustic pianos in different locations and pianos with varying degrees of um, how in tune they were or what condition they're in, as well as the ways I recorded them were completely different. Like a lot of this was initially recorded with an iPhone and some other ones were recorded with a Zoom. And so I kind of amassed this collection of myself improvising on pianos and use it as material to process and speed up and arrange. I became involved with two organizations. The first is Human Resources, which is an artist-run art space and venue in Chinatown. And the second is, well, first Keichung, which is also in Chinatown and is a pirate radio station. And then Dublab, which is an internet radio station that has been around since uh, for about 20 years now. And I think through my engagement in those art organizations, as well as just um, making music and performing in Los Angeles for a few years, I started to grow really close with the community. And um, I think what interests me about Los Angeles musically is that there are so many different scenes and so many micro scenes and so many ways to be a music lover. In one month, I might see music at um, Disney Hall, as well as Zebulon, as well as in a parking lot <laughs> and or in a club. So there's just an extreme diversity of just like a flourishing ecosystem of different types of music. And I have um, very varied tastes in music. So I think that diversity is important to me, both as someone who creates music, but maybe even more importantly, someone who likes to listen to music. I enjoy making music for experimental venues, as well as more formal venues, as well as um, I think there's a lot of value and power in making music for digital dissemination and sharing. And that's also one of my favorite things about the medium is that it's a really different experience to witness the live music, but with digital music, you can make this little parcel and share it with an unlimited amount of people without being bound to geography or money <laughs> for most listeners. They're, they're two really different mediums in my point of view, because live performance, although, although in some ways you relinquish a type of control over how it's produced or what actually happens if you're improvising, you also have this other type of control, which is that everyone has a shared collective experience of how you're listening to it. Everyone's hearing it through the same speakers. Most people hear it from beginning to end. And on the other side of the spectrum with recorded digital audio, you have complete control over how it's produced and what goes where <laughs> and the mix, but you relinquish complete control over what speakers they 
listen to it through, where they might be listening to it, what they might be doing at the same time, whether they even listen to it fully, (laughs) the volume. So it's kind of this balance of these two poles of what you can control and what you can't. And I think both are beautiful mediums, but they complement each other. A lot of my pieces begin with a type of, I, I wouldn't say field recording because it's not traditional field recording, but maybe a kind of like wide lens generative recording where I'll record anything from knocking on a wall to going on a walk across Los Angeles to um, playing acoustic instruments. And I'm not too picky about how it's recorded, but I become more detail-oriented once I drop these samples into Ableton and start processing them. This processing can be very simple, just like changing the time and layering tracks and then staggering them, or it can become much more involved with Max MSP or various plugins. I am definitely interested in the transformation that happens from some sort of recognizable, familiar, even mundane raw audio into like it can never be reproduced again, or it's just completely foreign from what it was in the beginning, kind of digital audio alchemy. 559 is the single for Timekeeper, which is an album which will be released in July 2021. In the 559 track, there are multiple samples of a saxophone, and each one has a small amount of auto pan on it in a different amount. And the I think the sustain is up all the way. <laughs> and I mapped them all onto a MIDI keyboard. So I created the chords underneath first and then improvised on the keyboard, triggering these three different saxophone samples at the same time. I created these preliminary chords that I really wanted to have a type of like tidal push or undertow and Then I took these three different saxophone samples, processed them and layered them, triggered them all simultaneously on a MIDI keyboard. So I let the chords play and improvised on keyboard on top with the processed saxophone. And um, in Timekeeper, the upcoming album, there are three structural compositional categories. The first are waves, the second are fields, and the third are ropes. And so 559 falls under the category of waves, which in this case are these kind of chords that emerge and disintegrate.
Thank you.